0: All right, welcome in to the Sports on Tap podcast. It's your boys, two brothers, as
1: always. The same two brothers are always going to be on this show. I'm Sammy. And I'm George. Welcome on in to the Sports on Tap podcast. Part of the Sports on Tap network. What's going on, Sam? What's happening, everyone? Um, just a
0: beautiful time in sports. I think, George, this is the fourth time. Count it four times this year that we've had a sports equinox, and that happened this last week where we had... Actually, I take that back. Didn't it? Because game two got... No, no. No, it's fine. We did have it. We did have it on Monday Night Football. And right. we're going to have it, I think, again tonight. Uh Tonight we have Thursday Night Football, MLB, NBA, and NHL. So Beautiful. I think it's going to be the fifth equinox, Uh the fifth sports equinox of the year and the last one. And the only reason that happened is because there was... a uh, postponement in the world series. So now we have a fifth sports equinox.
1: Yeah. And I think one of them was actually not an equinox if I'm correct, because Monday there was no world series game. There was supposed to be an equinox. The game got canceled on Monday. Okay. So it is the fourth. Yeah. So there it you is go. the fourth. Yeah. I think you're so right. It was would... supposed
0: to be the fourth. Didn't become the fourth. And now it's the fourth again.
1: Now it's the fourth. It could have been five though. It could have been five. No. Cause there would have been no world series game today. Oh, that's right. There would have been no <laughs> world series game today. That's <laughs> right. Go. Good point. Well Today we got a
0: bunch of topics. We have uh, NBA topics, we have NFL, MLB, and a uh, and a college basketball topic. So, so you guys got to stay tuned. It's all going to be in the description, the times where all these change, but we're going to, of course, start with some NFL. Um, we're going to talk a little bit of this upcoming week and a couple other stories. And I think it's only, uh, it's only appropriate if we start with the Tua story, George.
1: Yeah, so I uh, label this for you, salty Tua, which makes sense. Miami, s- salt water, dolphins, swim in salt, and I guess uh, Mr. Tua- Tequila Tua's, for salt, a, a lot of tequila te- shots. Yeah, but I, I don't think Tua is a drinker, right? I, isn't he like super religious and doesn't drink or something He's like also that? not
0: a dolphin, like a like an actual dolphin. He's also but not- he, maybe, maybe he doesn't swim in the salt water, so you just brought up salt. You didn't bring up what Tua is He's likes. Hawaiian. He loves salt water. Okay, maybe
1: he doesn't like the Miami salt water. That's, Different that's very that's very possible. So salt for tequila. Continue. All right. So he's being salty. There uh you'll pull up the clip here in a second, but he basically was being asked about his deep balls, and um he decided to talk about how he throws deep balls.
0: Well, let's let's listen to the clip. Um, that was a very interesting intro to it. <laughs> I would like that. Well, he talks about deep balls and how he throws deep balls.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know how else to explain it. Could you, see, does he got a better explanation for me?
0: Yeah, I do. Who right, is salty that people said he can't throw deep balls? So he basically hit him with snarky, sarcasm remarks, basically saying like, oh, looks like I can't throw a deep ball anymore. Okay, that was and much better for exact, Much better, much yeah, better. I said it you. in I'm... a snarky way as if I can't throw deep balls, can't I? Fantastic. That was much better. I will agree with that. Do me a favor, George, and also see if on the side of your microphone there's a turn up the volume. I don't know if it's me or if it's you. So check that out while we play this clip. I think I've uh, grown a lot with the deep balls, huh? Don't we think? Yeah. Yeah.
1: That
0: was uh, probably a subtle jab, but it was a jab.
1: (laughs) A subtle jab it is. All right, is my microphone better now?
0: Yes, it's a subtle jab it is.
1: It is a subtle jab. Um, I didn't know Tua had that in him. And I do thank you for the microphone because lately when I've been doing my TikTok clips and things like that, they've all come out really quiet. And I have to go and adjust the volume. So you just uh, saved that uh, thing for me. So good job there. (laughs) Thank you. Anyway, so the point is, yeah, he is very salty. And I only brought this up for a couple of reasons. One, I want to talk about how good Tua has been this year. We have a pretty good sample size. But two... I didn't know this Tua existed. I didn't know there was a salty Tua somewhere in this world.
0: Yeah. Uh, he's always come across as like a very cool, calm, collective guy, even at Alabama, right? He was a backup that came in for a national championship game and kind of just on the fly fucking figured it out and won a national championship and then was really good. And then, you know, maybe because it's the Hawaiian in him, and he plays in Miami, it's always been just kind of calm, cool, collective. He plays in the heat. Like, yeah, just chill. You know, just yeah, super he, chill. You know, He's not the Steelers quarterback or like the Cleveland Browns quarterback. He's the Miami Dolphins quarterback. So he seems chill, you know, kind of like the homie, whatever. And so I, I feel like you don't really see this side often, but then again, a lot of time, those quiet, really nice guys are the ones that are just keeping it in. And we've seen two good examples of that this year. So like, I guess this is a good way to parlay this into an example, which is Pete Carroll, who's that only happy go lucky coach in the NFL, maybe the happiest go lucky coach I don't think that mm. you could compare him to anybody else, right, in terms of attitude in that uh, NFL? Maybe
1: it's a completely different way of being happy-go-lucky and outspoken with Dan Campbell. No, oh, he's blue-collar. Pete Carroll's the opposite of blue-collar.
0: Pete Carroll's a happy-go-lucky vegetarian.
1: Yeah, but... Yeah. I
0: guess they're both, like, both eccentric, I guess. I was thinking about eccentric. They're I'm go talking lucky. about happy-go-lucky. Dan Happy. Campbell definitely... As a blue collared man would probably call somebody out. Pete Carroll, is the happy duty is, you've never really seen him like talk crap. But he's kind of talked back a lot. Yesterday, yes. it was it a couple of days ago after the win, Pete Carroll came out and said, uh, "Oh, you know, for all you guys that were saying I, you know, Pete Carroll runs the ball, you know, outdated. You know, they can't coach anymore." He's like, eh, "It's worked out pretty well for us." He literally said that at the press conference, kind of right. like this a thing, where it's like, "Hey, you were talking about me, Well, like you were wrong." And it's interesting. We've seen a couple nice guys just kind of like come out of their shells and I don't blame them. You
1: know, I think this, yeah, I mean, COVID did that for a lot of people, you know, they just didn't give a shit anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't really know how that's related. <laughs> you, you know how people are like, you know, they've been outside of society for a while. Now they're back in society with a whole different personality. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, no, but that's fine. Good
0: <laughs> good, I, I, good attempt, I guess. I don't know, but that also is a bad one because if anybody went out during COVID, it was technically sports teams. They went and played with no crowds and actually True. did get human interaction. They didn't really have the most quarantine time, but not the point I was getting at. I think it's more because we're in a different day and age. I mean, I think like even 15 years ago, there's way less scrutiny out there. Yeah, You might see an article here and there. Like nowadays you hear from every corner, whether it's radio, TV, Mm -hmm. social media, watching another game and the announcers are talking about you and newspapers and Twitter, like you hear every negative about you more than you probably hear the positives. So I bet for a guy, for these guys, it's like, it's really easy to just be like, yeah, I've heard like 37 different things about how I am not good at this or that. And so when you get really good at it, you, you feel comfortable to be like, huh, I'm not too bad at the deep ball, yeah.
1: huh? or like I'm not yeah. too bad of a coach. If you're Pete Carroll, you're like, huh, interesting. No, very interesting take. And I wonder though, in general, here, what do you think? Like the way Tua did it, it was kind of almost. I don't want to say it because he sounds so much nicer saying it, and I was wondering why we'll take two different people saying two different things in two totally different ways. I feel like if Aaron Rodgers said this; it'd come off as an asshole when Tua says it. Kind of comes off as like funny and cute.
0: That's because one of them does it all the time and the other doesn't.
1: So you think if Tua was like this all the time? Yeah, he probably people probably think he's an asshole. If every week there was a clip like this, of Tua, would you like Tua? Probably. Not. No, of course not. But exactly. once in a while, but one I'm time totally like, oh, cool whoa. with it once in a while.
0: Like Pete Carroll. It's another good example. Pete Carroll never like talked snarky to the media. Like when Bill Bill Belichick, when he talks snarky to the media now, does it even you're like, whatever, like there he is, he's being an ass to the media. It's funny, but it's Again, like he's an yeah. ass. Right? Yeah. He's you're an ass right. again. Uh, same with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, look at him being an ass again. Right? And, like, so with these guys, if you do it multiple times, you become an ass. But until then, you're not an ass. And he has a point. I mean, Tua was... I feel like Tua was getting talked about. Because with all this, we said we're going to talk about Tua. We really still haven't said a word about it. But <laughs> he's gotten so much better. I mean, there there was a lot of people basically... The Deshaun Watson conversations that the Dolphins are a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl team as long as they get rid of Tua, right? And that conversation is gone. I mean, if I, if I'm the Miami Dolphins organization at this point, at this point, it's the opposite conversation. I way rather have Tua who's not on a 245 million dollar contract. He's younger that is not a
1: sexual predator.
0: I was gonna say. I, mean, <laughs> I
1: was hoping you'd come across the whole entire. Uh you know, sexual predator part of it. Cause I mean, that's probably a big part of it too. That's a big part of it. But,
0: my, that, but, but, but I mean, let's, let's be honest for a second. The dolphins don't care. That's why they were trying to trade for him. So oh, yeah, I was yeah. talking about in general. Now, when you look at it, that's probably, you know, that's obviously one of them. But now when you really look at it, miss 12 games, you'd probably be out of the playoff race. Uh, and Tua is just as, might be just as good as Deshaun Watson. He's younger and is paid way less right now. So, it all worked out for the Dolphins. It went from a team that needed to trade Tua to become a Super Bowl contender to they're pretty much a Super Bowl
1: contender. I'm not saying they're, you know, they're probably somewhere in the top eight, nine in favorites. Top. Yeah, yeah they're definitely a playoff team. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, they're in the division of the Buffalo Bills, so they're going to have to be on the road during the whole entire playoffs because they won't win their division. But they're definitely a team that can go and win a couple of playoff games, and as you said, a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, but the issue is, like, the playoff games, you said, because
0: it's going to be maybe some East Coast games, and you will not be in the sunny city of Miami. I know the humidity hits hard, but that might be a playoff game in snowy Buffalo.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, you feel bad for me, because, I mean, that's – it's Buffalo. They're not going to – Buffalo's going to win that division, so.
0: Yeah, you're not going to beat them on the road in the playoffs, or you're not going to go win in Kansas City. If it was at home, maybe, but not
1: on the road. But they're still great. I mean, it's a great team, and you know what? It goes to Shobo in general. Like you should do this, right? I mean, oh, okay, how are we gonna win here? Maybe two as an average quarterback. Maybe he's not even that good. Maybe he's just above average to average quarterback. But then you surround him with an offensive guru head coach, and then you give him the two fastest wide receivers in the league, and then see what happens. You know what I mean? Like, like sometimes when you surround an average to above average guy, let's say he's the 10th best or 12th best arm in the league. And also, and he's the sixth best production because of all the weaponry he has. Like, it, he, they definitely do elevate him, and it just goes to show he's good enough to give the ball to the weapons, also.
0: Yeah. They might elevate him a little bit, but I've, I've come more to realize personally, like, if you're good, you're good. If you're not, you're not. Like, I feel like we've seen more of that recently, where, like, like Jalen Hurts, he's obviously good, right? Kirk Cousins, obviously better than people want to give him credit for. Uh, and then you have guys like Carson Wentz. No matter where he's gone, he's had some good times, but he obviously is a, a problem to have on the field if he's your main quarterback. Right. Daniel Jones, you know, he's kind of stumping some of those things, but you can just tell Daniel Jones does not throw the ball like the top ten quarterbacks in the NFL. Right. right? And
1: then let's not forget. I mean, Tua did get hurt. I and I think they lost all three games without him, and he came back, and they won the next two. So, and there has to be something to do with that as well. Yeah, it's not like he was bad.
0: Right. Or the team was bad when he was there. Well, good for him. Just I hope he doesn't stay like this because I don't I don't like you don't need to be like snarky with the media every week, but I like that he had a smile on his face. That's the other reason he's not like Aaron Rodgers, George. Aaron Rodgers would have had this grimy look on his face with his hair all greasy. Not shaven or
1: showered in the last seventeen yeah. days.
0: Put his toes on the, the podium, you know. God, something like that. Yeah. This guy's interesting. Is. Well, let's check out some of the schedule for this coming week. I know it's late in the week, so we're kind of not doing too many game related things, just more topics, but we can go through some of the week nine stuff. Uh, and the first thing on the schedule personally, George, that, uh, that interests me the most. And you're going to think this is weird, but it's one of the 11 AM games. And one of the ones I have a lot of interest in, and I don't know why, because the schedule is actually not that good. Uh, is the Raiders at Jaguars. And there's a reason behind this because right. oh, I'm very, okay. <laughs> I'm very confused about both these teams. The Las Vegas Raiders probably had one of the most expensive off seasons, if not the most expensive off season of any team in the NFL. Uh, and they're two and five. They have Derek Carr, who's on a hundred something million dollar contract. They signed Devonte Adams, Chandler Jones, Crosby, uh, they have Josh Jacobs they they went all in right and then they decided to fire their interim head coach who led them to the playoffs <laughs> and go hire the what third failed time Josh McDaniels right or second or second, third second this is be his failed second, time.
1: second job he quit the Colts job uh, like as soon as he got it remember he never even Oh yeah yeah he never
0: actually went yeah but they this is obviously so far not working it's a really odd situation there and then you have the Jaguars who also have Trevor Lawrence, who's supposed to be the LeBron James, the Zion Williamson of the NFL. And you hired Doug Peterson, a former Super Bowl winning head coach who they started off. You were like, Oh, look, you see the difference now. Right. Remember the first two weeks were like, there we go. That's a team. And now they're two and six. Two and
1: one. Now they're two and six, five game losing streak.
0: So both these teams, I feel like have a lot of questions on the line Mm -hmm. because I'll be honest with you. Like, the Raiders, we know how that family and that organization works. If if this team goes from a playoff team to let's say ends like four and fourteen this or four and thirteen this year, McDaniels might get fired.
1: Oh yeah, totally. And you're forgetting one uh big thing about this game, which you know, I'm this is not a game I even had circled on my ones I wanted to talk about. But 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 you told me the other day, like after you play a London game or overseas game, you get to choose your opponent or you get to uh, t- get a bye week, and the Jaguars chose the Raiders. Interesting, huh? That is interesting. But then <laughs> again,
0: they are they are the the prime time team of London, so they
1: know they know what they're doing. It's true, I guess. That's that that they they've done it so many times. They're like, yeah, we're used to this. We'll take our bye week later. Although they did lose some to yeah.
0: fucking Russell Wilson. That's a, that's a story for another day. <laughs> that's a story for another day. Well, game, I, had one good drive, one good drive, George. Now all of a sudden he's back. He's posting on Instagram, "Brooks Country, let's ride." I had one good drive.
1: Yeah, he he. Don't worry, he, he will come right back down to earth when they play the, at the Titans. Um, they have to go to Tennessee, Nashville. He'll be like try, trying to be like, "You guys want to hear a country song? I'm Russell Wilson. Country song, let's ride. And unlimited, unlimited, Mister Unlimited, Mister Idiot." yeah, he, yeah he, he, mr idiot that's a little that's yeah. a little too far that's fine it's fine i'm taking it too far today all right um he, the game i have scheduled another game like the 11 o'clock games are not very good this schedule in general is not very good is the jets versus um bills um we'll find out if the jets have any resemblance of an, a team that should be good or that just stumbled to on five and two and Five and three, even play the at Patriots and go five and four because they never beat the Patriots. Or are they a real team? I'm just interested in that game, the Battle of New York. Yeah, I mean, sort of. It's like the
0: Battle of Upstate New York and New Jersey. <laughs> 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 Neither team's actually New York like city, which is funny. Uh, I think, I guess, I do have interest in this game because more in the Jets, but I think the Bills are going f- <laughs> to. Bills are gonna win, so, so that's where I'm like, spread, it's kind of so. interesting and kind of not. But Zach Wilson, you gotta you gotta see what you got in Zach Wilson. They, they obviously don't trust him. I'll give you that much, right? No, and they, yeah, they
1: don't trust him at all.
0: They're not like uh, letting. They're not giving him the keys to the offense. So what does that mean? I don't know. Does that mean he's young and he's on his like what, like 15th start or not even? What? How many stars is he at?
1: I'm not quite sure. I don't know. Did he start the whole season last year or no? I know he was that's, hurt. That's this, what I don't remember. Beginning of the like... year this year. I'm looking, but this would be his last year. He started 13 games. And he started like two this year or three? Five. Yeah, he started five, five, five games. Five. He has a 54% completion percentage of a thousand yards, three touchdowns and five interceptions. I, I don't know much, but that doesn't sound very good. Not a math wizard, but those numbers aren't great <laughs> when it comes to football. So five games, that's two hundred yards a game, less than a touchdown a game, and an interception a game.
0: Um, yeah, he's not he's he's not looking great. But then again, uh, George, I don't know. Neither is Trevor Lawrence. Neither is some other young guy. So. You know. And that,
1: that whole draft class was supposed to be like a historic draft class and one of the best draft classes in NFL history. And so far, it's it's not been very good. It's been underwhelming, to say the least, including my guy, Trevor Lawrence, who I'm slowly starting. Like, look, I always tell you, I trust the scouts. I'm not a scout. I don't know. The scout tells me this. I'm going to be like, all right, I'm going to listen to the experts. And I was like, all right, so he's going to be good. And they, the, the scouts have never really got it this if he doesn't become this good. They're said, Andrew Luck, John Elway, Trevor Lawrence, three best quarterback prospects in history. John Elway was great. Andrew Luck, short career, but it was like great. They made the playoffs this rookie year. He went to an AFC Championship game twice. He's really good. And then there's Trevor Lawrence, who hasn't looked good. So maybe, maybe the scouts are like two for three. Maybe they are. Uh, I mean, Andrew Luck's kind of a tough one just because he <laughs> – he kind of softened out himself. Well, he know? softened out, but I mean, what they were talking about talent. Yeah, he was, I mean, he was amazing. Yeah, I like about that's a half.
0: Yeah. Cause
1: like, I
0: don't know. I can't, I can't give you John Elway status. I can't hit you on that correctness when a guy didn't even like, you know, make it to a Super Bowl. That's the
1: problem. You know what I mean? I mean, here's the thing that that's a weird way to look at it. Would you say that Lamar Jackson has had a successful career? I mean, like, like a John Elway successful career? No, no but like successful, like is it been successful? successful? Sure. Yeah, that's Trevor what Lawrence has for. been
0: like, uh, merely successful. I mean, that's the thing. It depends. There's, there's two types of success. If Zion Williamson comes to the NBA and never wins it, never even makes a final, that's not a success for Zion Williamson, even if he's a ten time All Star. Considering you were supposed to be the next john elway
1: the next lebron james right so like I know, but if he's a 12-time all-star it's like all right he was successful we've made the right pick he was successful but that doesn't mean yeah, he actually hit the mark of being no the next it doesn't great mean thing. no i so, think when they say that they mean more like this guy can't miss right like there's like what his. i don't think they're looking at all necessarily the well, ceiling, they missed on, they missed the on his uh
0: love for football so they didn't there's... yeah they did so there, there was definitely some miss there i would say that that's why i say it's a half Like at some point you got to consider the fact that in a whole recruitment process, remember that we had this issue with, uh, what's his name? Anthony Edwards in the NBA recently. Number one, pick in the draft. What was the biggest concern for a lot of people? He didn't love basketball, right? Right. That football was his favorite sport. What's the biggest issue this year? This is the third. They've had three different times. There has been an issue with his effort and work ethic. Mm -hmm. Carl Anthony towns complained about his, uh, his eating Popeye's he said he was too gassed to play in overtime one night and there's been one. Oh, now he's like complaining about, he he hasn't had a dunk this season. He's complaining that there's too much congestion and we're still trying to condition well enough to be able to get dunks in this season. He said,
1: I'm not Giannis. I'm not tall enough.
0: Okay. But this is my, it goes back to that, you know, like there's a, there's some parts where you gotta be careful. Like you, you do miss maybe, maybe I'm just saying, maybe they missed on like the, how much does this person care? How much do they like football? How much, you know, because that equates to success too. Andrew Luck. I actually believe you now. I think if Andrew Luck loved football and stayed in the NFL, I'm pretty sure he would have at least made a Super Bowl or been really yeah. close because he that roster was good and he's he was so talented. But it's like he didn't like football, so kind of his career just ends on like a
1: weird, which is weird because like I mean, God, I don't know how we're back in the Andrew Luck story again because we talked about him in the last podcast. The last year, right before he retired, he actually played sixteen games, started sixteen games, had thirty-nine touchdowns and fifteen interceptions, and then was like, "Now nah, I'm done."
0: Yeah, weird. That's weird.
1: That means he doesn't you're... like football. I mean, no, like he doesn't. Yeah, he does.
0: He kind of said it. He said he fell out of love with the game, right? Like,
1: yeah, yeah he did. It's
0: fair. I mean, I, I don't mean, get me wrong. If I got injured as much as he did, I probably would too. But, yeah. but there are people that like, I'm guessing if Tom Brady got hurt that many times, he would still play
1: if he could, because that, the Tom Brady <laughs> might be picking his family over football. Right. So, True. But like, we just don't know. Like sometimes if your body hurts. Like there's some things you can't handle. Like, I don't know yeah. how, like if I, mean, I don't know what it's like to get hit. by Yeah, a car I was gonna say. I was gonna say like I don't think podcasting will do that. But if like all of a sudden my uh, I feel like I have seventeen broken ribs because we're podcasting too often, I might be like, "Yo, bro, I gotta stop podcasting." But yeah, like, I'm, think, I'm not really interested in this career. Bro, anymore. every every time I podcast, like my ribs get shot, like my
0: spleen. Was, he had his spleen, <laughs> a kidney, like a kidney burst. Like, yeah, these things
1: are not. These things are not safe. Not, yeah, not exactly. Not podcasting. Podcasting is pretty safe.
0: Let's uh let's talk about the Seahawks Cardinals last because we're going to that game and that's our hometown team. Okay. Uh, the other game that I think we have to talk about the only other two o'clock game, and the only other game I really care to talk about because I think the Chiefs are going to kill the Titans personally. Uh, so does Vegas? They're the, twelve and a half point yeah, favorites. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it's the Rams and Buccaneers, which is weird because that was the. Uh, I mean, that was the. Maybe what we thought was going to be Tom Brady's last game of his career in the playoffs last year to go to the Mm -hmm. NFC championship and the Rams obviously went on to go to the Super Bowl and win the championship. And now you have the last two Super Bowl winners are sitting at three and four and three and five. Uh, I, I mean, nobody could have guessed. You could guess maybe one of them is going to be bad. But like, there's no way somebody actually went through like a schedule predictor and guessed that the Rams would be three and four, and the Bucks three and five at this point in the season.
1: No, there's no way. And this is like almost look maybe more for the Rams than the Buccaneers. A loser goes home game. The Buccaneers are in such a bad division that like under 500 might win the division, but um, you still can't put yourself in a hole. Well, meanwhile, the Rams, if they lose this game, three and five in the NFC West. I mean, you're you're not. You're 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 scrambling for a wild card berth at that point not a not a playoff berth uh divisional yeah. berth Especially
0: if uh if the Seahawks win this week and go 6 and 3 I mean you're talking about yeah. putting the Cardinals at 3 and, and 6 and if the Rams is there at 3 and 5 you guys are 3 games behind the Seahawks Yeah and Half the Seahawks have the zero. best
1: quarterback in the division it's usually hard to co- overcome a team with the best quarterback in the division They sure do
0: they sure do <laughs> weirdly enough they actually do i not not even as a joke they actually have the best quarterback right now I don't know how they do. He's better than Matt Stafford and Kyler Murray and Jimmy Garoppolo right now.
1: He is. (laughs) It's It's all fair fair and fair. Vegas agrees.
0: There's a reason he's fifth in MVP odds,
1: right? So, Yeah, fifth in MVP odds, man. Geno Smith. Gotta love it.
0: It's amazing. Well, speaking of Geno Smith, though, um, we are going to that game. Seahawks-Cardinals. We are here in Phoenix. The Seahawks are our team. If you like Seattle sports, or if you love Seattle sports like we do, we do have our Sports On Tap Seattle podcast. So this is the Sports On Tap podcast. There's a Sports On Tap Seattle podcast. You can find it on all platforms: Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher, whatever, wherever you listen to things. Um, and you can find all our social at Sont Seattle, S-O-N-T Seattle. That stands for Sports On Tap Seattle. Uh, and we'll talk. We talk Seahawks all the time, Mariners, other Seattle sports. But on this podcast, I will mention. I'm very excited to go to this game. Uh, I've heard the stadium is actually really nice, even though it's like a kind of a weird looking dome from the outside. And I'm really excited to watch Geno Smith win on the road and take the Seahawks to six and three. Cause I would have never, even if I knew you thought they were going to be better than I did, but like six and three in first place in the division would have been a pretty crazy guess at this point.
1: Yeah. I did not expect that, but I, I mean, I have to say, I said they're going to compete for a wild card spot this year. Now, I didn't expect yeah, not the be. division, not <laughs> the division, though, not the division. Uh, I'm excited to go to this game. So I've been reading on Reddit. Someone like posted what you should do before the Seahawks Cardinals game. And thank you so much for tickets, by the way. I will say that on the podcast. Sammy did give me tickets for my birthday. So thank you, bro. Shout out. But um, I was reading Shout and everyone says go to the bars in the strip mall. I wouldn't really even call it a strip mall. I would call it an entertainment center. Like the Gala River, Gala River, Gala River Entertainment Center. And there's like 10, 15 bars there. So I'm really excited to check it out and, you know, have some drinks and watch the Seattle Seahawks on the road. And as anything, people were like, oh, and here's my funny thing about this, because you go read about it and everyone's like, you got to be careful. Cardinal fans are assholes. They'll yell at you like I'm like, I feel like every fan base when they go to another City's team and they go where the other team stuff get yelled at and then they come back and say, those people were assholes everywhere you go. I'm trying to think of an example
0: of a no. Like where I've heard people say that that fan base is very nice. I don't think there's been an example. Yeah, I'm Everyone sure. Everyone says it, but actually nobody's assholes. If but you no really one's really an asshole. Some I know. people I'm might just be like, boo, you're wearing a Seahawks jersey. Like, that's not an asshole. It's like, I would do the same if they're wearing a Cardinal jersey in Seattle.
1: Yeah, as long as no no one's fighting you. And don't fight people in general. Fighting's stupid. Yeah, and it's sports. Let people be assholes. It was like Mattress Mac, the Houston Astros guy, like
0: yelling, fuck you, fuck you, to those like Philly yeah, fans because they yeah. said they were talking crap to him. Like, bro, like he's talking crap to you. Like, big deal. Like yeah, just, it's
1: sports. This is the yeah. whole point of you're it, in like, Philly.
0: In- why don't go to a game in Philly if you want people to, if you want to have hugs from the fans.
1: Especially Philly. Yeah, like old ass mattress Mac. Seriously. Is Matt? By the way, I mean that's a good question for you and I tweeted. Just is like I know Mattress Mac is a thing. You met Mattress Mac in Houston, correct? Like, is he supposed to be likable? Like, I don't get it. Like, am I? Supposed yeah, everyone to loves thing? him. Oh, in Houston, right? Do people outside of Houston like him? Because I don't see him likable. I, I think so. He just he donates like half his money to charity and shit. Oh, so. does he? I didn't know that. That's nice
0: of him. Yeah. Even this, uh, even his big bets. So the reason his big bets don't stress him out, you know, he has seventy five million dollars riding on the Astros, yeah. basically.
1: Or is it insured? I heard.
0: Yeah, like basically his bets. how do I explain Basically, they're like, there's a loophole to it, so he'll be like, if the Astros win the World Series, everyone gets fifty percent off their mattresses. He makes seventy five million on this end of the bet, while. Giving away those mattresses at a loss, but he equals out his money. Now, if they don't win, all those people pay full price for the mattress and they lose he loses 75 million on a bet. So he just like hedges it. Interesting. But if the Astros win, it's really good for him because then he gets a lot of happy customers getting like half off mattresses and he doesn't lose any money.
1: Pretty smart. I'm not good at math, but sure. Yeah, he did a great yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't even use math. I'm just saying, like he hedges 50% it off, hedges it. Yeah. I, I, I'd probably find a way to screw it up personally. I know. Like, uh, I, oops, I put too much money on my team. <laughs> exactly. I'd find a way to mess it up
0: yeah. personally. God damn it. Uh, all right. Before we move on, I know we have our NBA topic. We have two NBA topics and some baseball topics and a college basketball topic. So let's get moving. But I want to talk about a little NFL draft I have for you. Ooh, I love NFL drafts. We each get five picks. Okay, George? Okay. Five picks, okay. You're an NFL owner. Thank you. Cool? Yeah, I love it. Now you I'm pick ready. five. We each get to pick five franchises that we get to own. Okay. It's the NFL owner draft. Ooh. Now we take turns, obviously. We each get five picks. But we're going to flip a coin. Mm. A real coin or from. like an imaginary
1: coin? I have Come a on. coin in my hand. Okay. What do you call heads or tails? Tails never fails.
0: It is tails. So right. you
1: go first. You get We get five NFL teams to own, starting with number one, George. The Dallas Cowboys. I'll be the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, the biggest brand in all of the NFL. All right. All right. That's an okay one. That's an okay one. That's an obvious one. Obviously.
0: I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Rams. Okay. You own the stadium,
1: uh, and you get a lease from the Chargers,
0: and you're in L.A., so I'm going the Rams.
1: All right, but I'm gonna go with the New York Giants. I'm gonna take the biggest biggest team at the biggest market in the in America. Okay.
0: I'm going Green Bay Packers. Okay. Uh, now in real life, that's not possible. But in my <laughs> life, in, in an NFL ownership draft, it's possible. So I'm going the Green Bay Packers, the most historic franchise in football in my eyes. Um, that'd be my number second, my number
1: two pick. All right. I love, love, love Latin woman. I love Beaches. Come on, man, the Miami Dolphins. Give me a little bit of South Beach real estate. That's a, that's a very, very poor pick in terms of, like, who's going to win this draft. I'm going number
0: three, the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, also one of the most historic franchises in football and uh, probably one of the most profitable, if I'm not
1: mistaken. I'm not 100% sure, but most one of the most profitable um, in all of football. So I'm going San Francisco 49ers. All right, I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks to take my hometown team. Get you know a little bit of that northwest corner, just a nice, you know, more nostalgia pick. Okay.
0: I definitely think this is gonna be on TikTok. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get no everyone way. to say his side. Yeah, it's not even close. I'm going with the Chicago Bears as my fourth pick.
1: Oh, that was so, my next one. That's uh I so was hoping give you, you'd give me skip the Bears over another that. historic
0: franchise. So your boy right here, this guy has the LA Rams, the Green Bay Packers, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Chicago Bears so far and you got one more pick
1: all right so we need a we don't need a big city but we need a historic franchise that will do a really good job here and i gotta go with the pittsburgh steelers i mean this is a huge franchise know. a one of a blue bloods you took the packers i had to kind of offset you with another blue blood franchise give me the steelers okay i'm glad i'm glad you took them actually because they weren't on my list you
0: know who's my number five and now i'm struggling because i thought you were going to take one of these two Okay, I think I already won this list. TikTok's going to let us know, but I'm pretty sure I already got this list because like, I love my hometown Seahawks, but I think you took an L with the Miami Dolphins and Seahawks. In terms of like who owns a better franchise list, I'm pretty sure I got this. I'm trying to decide between the Philadelphia Eagles or the Kansas the City try. Chiefs, um, but I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going pure history um, it, other than the Rams, I guess. I'm going pure history um, and a lot of money
1: here a lot of west coast love to start over there all right well let's, uh, let's just recap that real quick what are your five teams there i have the
0: this is in no order to kim gosh damn it i don't know i gotta remember this order i had the who did i take first oh la rams okay the green bay
1: packers the san francisco 49ers the chicago bears and the philadelphia eagles all right, and I got the most expensive franchises in all pro sports: the Dallas Cowboys, the New York Football Giants, the Miami Dolphins, the Seattle Seahawks, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. There ain't no way you've—I definitely got that list. I got oh, it's way not more even close. No, no, not there's even no close. way.
0: Zero percent chance anyone on. I'm gonna put this video up. There's no way anybody <laughs> says your side's better. Just in every. By the way, when you do these drafts, it's like. Some people do the Halloween candy drop. It doesn't matter what the value is. We're talking about whose list is better. We're not talking about money here. You're an NFL owner, whose list is better?
1: I got Miami and New York, bro. I okay. got the two coolest cities in America. And then I America, every team that's the most expensive team after that too. So And I oh, I got Dallas Cowboys the most expensive team in in the NFL. Doesn't matter. No one wants to be the owner of the New York Giants in New Jersey. You know how many more people would take the Bears, the Eagles, the 49ers, well, well, like, the Rams. We'll let well, like TikTok decide this for itself, but you can be very disappointed in the results. No, I'm not. There's no way. If I lost I'm a draft, I'd have to come out and say I lost a draft. That was such a shitty draft by you. It was the best draft. Uh, you're obviously, I just, you are You know what you, this reminds me of? It reminds me of when the Broncos made a trade of the Seahawks or Russell Wilson. Everyone's like, oh, the Broncos won the trade. The Broncos won the trade. And they lost the trade. That's exactly what it reminds me of. Your draft was
0: awful. I'm sorry. Like, uh, There's LC, no way. Let, let TikTok close.
1: be the decision maker.
0: Yeah, well, TikTok's going to say the guy on the left has the Packers, the Bears, the Eagles, the 49ers, and the Rams. That's a pretty good list. That's all history.
1: Barely. The winners. There. Enjoy the New York Giant. Enjoy, enjoy Daniel Jones. You said I'm only a franchise. I can get rid of his fucking quarterback. Just saying. I got this W.
0: I appreciate it. Let's move on to – let's do some baseball. Fuck it because it's World Series time.
1: Okay. And I wanted to talk about the um, Philadelphia Phillies restaurants, fans, whatever, restaurants in Philadelphia refusing to cater – Houston Astro teams after D'Angelo's, which is a famous, I think pizza place in Philadelphia, um, put it on his social media that there's no way I'm fucking gonna cater for the Astros. Now it's become a trend. Like no one in Philadelphia will cater the Astros.
0: Yeah. Um, which I respect it. Although, I'm not saying they should do this, but we all know the famous Michael Jordan story where there was claims that they poisoned his pizza and gave him food poisoning.
1: You know, are, you saying, are you hypothetically saying they should poison?
0: No, I'm hypothetically saying they could. Uh, instead of refusing them service, they could also just give them some shitty food. Like, make this team pay them fucking... You know how much the order probably cost when the team is trying to order? How much? Thousands?
1: Take the money, make a shitty pizza, and send it over. You even know, if it's not poison, just a shitty pizza. You know they're gonna go to some like mom and pop shop, like a Indian or Asian shop that doesn't really know much about baseball, and just order and like, got a big order today. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're gonna do. I understand that. That's why I'm
0: saying, as a business, instead of trying to be cute and cool, saying, "Oh, I didn't serve the Astros," take the goddamn money, make them the shittiest pie you've ever made and send it over number one number two i'm surprised you would think these milli- million multi million actually sorry multi-billion dollar franchises i know where you're going with this could bring some type of chef or bring some type of food planning to the hotel and facilities yeah. especially for a world series like are they really just ordering pizza every night
1: like, yeah that's actually a good point point. and then in general like How's this not happening in every single series? Like, how's it not every single World Series, every single NBA Finals, every single, you know, uh, my brother? Of,
0: yeah, we're talking about Philadelphia. That's why
1: I know, but now it's gonna be a trend. Now, every major city's gonna yeah. do this. Now, it's gonna be in too. San Diego next year, and somebody's back. They won't serve me the fish tacos. Like, oh, of course. Of Shocking. course. like, fuck, those fish tacos are good, bro. Like, <laughs> just going to have to go in with a fake mustache. Like, can I get those fish tacos? Yeah. Are you are you sure you're not? Uh, the players aren't going to these places. I know. They I know. they ordering in,
0: dude. This is my point, is that who cares? No one's going to know you serve them. And if you really want to be cool, send them a shitty pie and take the $20,000 order. They probably are. That place is probably. They're probably. I mean, like. Think about it. There's like 30 people on the roster plus like 20 coaches, probably some media staff. If they're doing like a team dinner, you might be talking about like a ten fifteen dollars $15,000 order.
1: Yeah. Well, if it's just pizzas, let's say it's $20 a pizza, you're going to need at least 150 pizzas, right? Like let's just say it's $3,000 plus yeah. catering fees. Yeah, about $4,000. This is yeah, very- Plus tip. You're not going to take 4,000 pizzas. 4, you know the Astros aren't tipping. They're fucking assholes. That's true. They cheat the system, so they probably would not tip. Come on, man. I thought, you'd, oh. I thought you would know that.
0: I do. They probably don't tip. Actually, they they, they strike me as people that would not tip. Jose Altuve. He's <laughs> not that? even an adult yet. it's not even adult size. He doesn't
1: tip. God, I hate that team. They do
0: tip pitches, though. Did you see that? The McCullers,
1: like, leg thing? Yeah, yeah I saw that. Bryce Harper I mean...
0: caught on when he's throwing, like, his legs more in when he's, like, throwing a fastball, and it's more out when he's throwing a changeup. And I heard a story... Uh, by uh, somebody on ESPN. They're like Randy Johnson used to do that. Randy Johnson asked, uh, who was it? I forgot the guy's name, but he asked him, like, how did you always hit off of me? And he said, show me your fastball. And Randy held up a glove and showed him his fastball, and his gloves closed. It's like mm-hmm. show me your changeup. When he lines up for the changeup, the gloves open.
1: And Randy's like, I did
0: that my whole career.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know how people would not catch on to that earlier. <laughs> yeah. So, but one guy did, he and, and you them. know, and I'm surprised that one guy didn't tell his teammates. And then who didn't tell, like, go to a different team and tell their team. Like, I don't know how this didn't become, like, a, a, trend? All, yeah, a trend, you know? Yeah, and he told them after his career, so I'm not sure. Or maybe now he, he got- didn't
0: tell his teammates, but his teammates just Forgot. Aren't, aren't as good. Or <laughs> maybe it was
1: go. possible, but I
0: like, guess yeah, just... Or maybe it was surprised. just for, like, a given day. I could be wrong. Like, I don't know. What's, I don't know the full story. It could have been that day. Like, McCullers, I'm sure, doesn't pit uh uh tip his pitches, like... Every single game. He wouldn't be as good of a pitcher as as easy as if he did.
1: Fair enough. There's no way Bryce Arbridge is like
0: the first person (laughs) to figure that out. Ever. Fair fair (laughs) enough. Uh, But good on those restaurants. For real. And there was also a cool story, George, of Hoskins' wife. Have you seen that? Reese Hoskins' wife. So the first game when he hit a home run, she bought 50 beers at the closest concession stand to just Mm. hand out to people. Oh, he cool. hit a home run in game, what was it? Uh, last the one where they won 7-0 game three. Four. No, game three. three. Yeah, and she went and bought another 50 beers when he hit a home run. Last night, despite them getting no hit, which I guess we can talk about right after this, because I have something to say. Uh, despite getting no hit during like the sixth inning, because it was, became a trend, you know, it was like all over social. She went and bought A hundred beers at the concession stand, and like they gave her like a giant tray of hundred beers. She was hand passing them out to people. Reese Hoskins, okay, but
1: someone helped her carry the hundred. Like there was a guy. No, 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 it was
0: just on like the concession. They put it all on this giant thing on the concession stand table, and she was standing there just handing it out to people. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. So this is the third time she's done that. Like respect her. I'm expecting tonight, game five. I'm expecting her to do it again.
1: Yeah, six. That's about sixteen hundred dollars in beers. You know, the the guys like. Hey, honey. Uh, the credit card's uh kind of a little high yeah, this week. What's this shit? He <laughs> I'm sure he does not care. No, he doesn't
0: care. But it is funny with his salaries. I don't know how much he makes, but uh, I'm sure it's a lot more. He has seven million dollars this year
1: alone. Okay, yeah, he can afford five thousand dollars in beers this world. Yeah, he can afford a million dollars in beers for for being honest. So. He's fine. But speaking
0: of the World Series, they did no-hit them last night, the Astros. But as we and you were talking about earlier, I understand the Astros had a combined no-hitter. I understand it's the second time in the history of, of the World Series, and I understand it's cool. But at the same time, there's something about combined no-hitters that don't move me. I'm just like, okay, cool, whatever. Yeah, the other guy went seven innings, and now you had the bullpen, like, <laughs> Get out six guys, whoop you. yeah,
1: yeah. It doesn't mean anything to me. A combined no hitter, because like you said, I think you said this earlier to me today like, okay, you pitch five innings, and then the bullpen comes in fresh. It's not like the bullpen had to like struggle through it nine innings. Like, there's nothing, I mean, there's something special about it, obviously, but I feel like it's actually worse on the Phillies for not getting a hit than impressive that the Astros didn't give up a hit. Yeah, 100%. Because,
0: although, see, this is where it gets tricky. It's not that shocking to go, like, six, seven batters in the bullpen with no hits.
1: Right, right. I'm just saying it's worse that the Phillies didn't get a hit when impressive. Especially because they had a chance off multiple pitchers,
0: right? Right. But that's, yeah, it's less impressive. That's more concerning than it is impressive that, oh, after six and a half innings, two, three pitchers came in and didn't allow a hit. Now you have a yeah. no hitter like, cool. Yeah. The bullpen always does that. That's why there's a the bullpen. That's like their literal job is to come in for the last, Two innings, three innings, and try to allow no hits.
1: Yeah, and they did their job. Like I mean, I mean, kudos to them. It's just I'm not. I don't really. I think they said second World Series no hitter ever. Um, it's more impressive when one pitcher throws a no hitter, not a combined no hitter. Now, if the Seattle Mariners threw a combined no hitter, I would. I'd be sitting here like the Mariners threw a combined no hitter. You'd be so excited, but no,
0: no, I understand so, why the Astros fans are happy about it. I would be yeah. happy about it and excited, but I, it still wouldn't move me as much as like a Felix Hernandez perfect game when the Mariners have had combined no hitters in the regular season before Mm -hmm. was never that excited. I got really excited when Iwakuma, I think Paxton did it once and Felix Hernandez had a perfect game way more exciting than the combined no hitter where you're like, Oh, that's cool. Like you, as a fan of that team, you think it's cool, but it doesn't move you either. No, totally. But it's the world series. So obviously they're going to be hyped. I'm not blaming any Astro fans to be hyped about it. I'm just
1: saying as a baseball fan, Doesn't move me as much. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, I just Googled this because I feel like I've heard it before that they've thrown a combined no hitter. The Astros have now thrown four combined no hitters in their history after yesterday. And it's an MLB record for most combined no hitters. So they love throwing combined no hitters. It's not a real no hitter. I know. They're they're, that, but they, I knew they've done it before this. So I was like, I feel like I've felt them do it before. Yeah. And as a Mariners fan who's watched a perfect game, Maybe
0: uh, no hitters just don't move me either. Cause like some you kind of used, I still remember there was a runner on like Bryce. I remember Bryce Harper stealing second base after a walk. Right. Like you, I don't know. The Phillies were in the game a couple of times, right? It's not like it was pure domination. That's what's interesting about no hitters. Like you can walk the batters five times, six times, you can have bases loaded right? and like you have a couple of errors and it can be a no hitter. So sometimes yeah. it's just, it's a little harder for it to move me.
1: Yeah, I just googled this while you were saying that. Though uh, I remember when I was younger, AJ Burnett for the Florida Marlins. Back when they were still the Florida Marlins, threw a no hitter. He threw 129 pitches, struck out seven, threw a no hitter, but walked nine batters. Yeah, that's not, gonna, that's <laughs> like, limited, it's not it's like, that like, great of a game. You walked walk nine batters, like that's not that
0: great. Yeah, yeah, like you no know, great performance. Good job of allowing no hits, but come on, you walk nine batters.
1: It yeah. shouldn't be labeled as a no hitter. I think there's one no hitter in history where a guy actually lost because he walked like four, five, six batters and they lost one nothing, but he threw a no hitter in a loss. Yeah.
0: I think there's been a couple no hitter losses actually.
1: Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, too bad. It's crazy, but <laughs>
0: it is what it is. Hopefully, a couple more days left, George. We have a game five today, then game six on Saturday, and then if necessary, game seven. I think we speak for most of America outside of the city of houston go phillies
1: i agree with that <laughs> go phillies
0: and go bryce harper honestly great thing he's great for baseball
1: oh yeah i mean this is i mean him winning just really does help baseball and you know a lot of people were like oh is he over like this could make his whole entire career right like you I mean from being like i wouldn't say overrated because he's won two mvp awards but for a guy who's like we were talking about earlier in a podcast, the um Trevor Lawrence, Zion Williamson, LeBron James, he's like that type, like to win a world series. Like that's huge. Disagree. I mean, I, like well, it would be huge, what?
0: but you said, you just said like, Oh, for a guy like you compared him to Zion and Trevor, completely different. Baseball is completely different. Mike Trout might be the best player of all time. Yeah. yeah but, no, I'm not saying player.
1: no, no, I'm not saying production wise. I'm saying he came out with that hype. Like so he was, I understand, but
0: it's World's world. Like, I don't, Regardless if he wins the world series or not, and baseball doesn't necessarily like
1: change your greatness, right? Like okay, I but I uh, let me rephrase that. I didn't I even said LeBron James. I'm I'm not saying that it changes greatness. I'm just saying it'd be nice for him to win the world series because he's won two MVPs. Like, Again, yeah, no, no, it I understand, but you said yeah. you said
0: kind of overrated, but not really. You said something. No, so
1: different. a lot of people used to say that about him, which I think no, is I, I agree. Just okay,
0: let me just give it to my point. My yeah. point is that sometimes, uh like with those comparisons, yeah, some people would call him overrated in baseball. It doesn't make a difference. What happens with your team technically, right? Like Mike Trout, some consider to be the greatest player, at least of the post what 19 what years, like post fifties yeah. like, and on, let's mm-hmm. say Uh, dude can't even sniff the playoffs. That's not completely his problem though. And that's just, what's weird about baseball. Like you, uh, your rating doesn't involve. I get, but I guess you could become overrated by winning World Series, like maybe like a Derek Jeter. I feel like you, that's like yeah, a you common could. thing, right? Like some people, I feel like recently I've heard a lot of people talking about like Jeter not being ad, like like it's kind of fraudulent how good he is technically because he wasn't he's, that amazing.
1: He, he was, I mean, he was clutch. That's the yeah, he's
0: clutch. So baseball is a weird sport with that. They like
1: it doesn't really change anything, but I guess it it
0: obviously changes the it makes your name that much bigger for future history, right? Like Bryce Harbor becomes not only that like prospect, but then he becomes the prospect that has a world series too. Right. They did it for Philly. Like that's a city that if you win a championship as the best player, mm-hmm. it means a lot to that city.
1: Yeah. I mean, but and let's not forget, he left the nationals and the year after they won the world series. Like it, this means a lot to him, like to him, in, to him, yeah, yeah. Maybe I don't think he really – it doesn't, won't change my perception of how great he is. But I think he – he I would say he's the most hyped baseball prospect of my lifetime.
0: Yeah, he was like – he had the same cover as LeBron, the chosen one.
1: Yeah. So, like, I think he's probably the most hyped prospect. I don't think there's ever been one. Maybe Otani, but that's, like, later in his career when he came from Japan. Yeah.
0: That's different, though, yeah. He wasn't like a 16-year-old in high school, right, on the cover. Right, right. And that's why, like, it's
1: so cool to see him, like, doing this. And I I really hope they win the World Series because, man, getting there, I think – I know the Astros have been there, what, three out of the last four years, something like that. But just getting there is so hard. There's no guarantees you'll ever be back there.
0: Correct. And it'd just be funny to see the Astros, after getting caught cheating, go to three World Series out of five years, I think it is, three out of five or three out of four. And lose all three once they stop shooting. It would just be funny. Like, it's just to be ironic. So, it's ironic, go Phyllis. Yeah. Fuck, the, fuck the Astros. So, that's what I have to say. Sorry to Houstonians if you listen to this podcast, but fuck the Astros. Uh, Is that it for baseball? We'll talk about baseball probably on our next podcast, like on <laughs> Monday,
1: because uh, we'll probably have crowned a
0: champion. But we for sure have crowned a champion.
1: Well, you never know, Sammy. I mean, it could be on like, Sunday night. It goes eighty seven hundred endings, and we're just still going by the pod. But I don't think that will happen.
0: I also don't think that's
1: happening. <laughs> uh, we we got we got a little bas- a college basketball topic. Yes. Yeah, so. New. This is new. Uh, this is probably the first college basketball topic in a while, and probably the last one until March Madness. Probably, which is fine. But uh, the Gonzaga Bulldogs, who are speaking of frauds, the most fraudulent team in college basketball history, because they play roast beef Tech, uh, University of Phoenix, um, the West Coast Conference, University of El Paso, Texas. It's community college, um, have decided to get in talks with the big 12 about joining their conference and playing with some big boys. So hopefully just be as good as they are because that's how basketball works, George. Yeah, well, hopefully, but I would like to see them play some big boys so they won't go 29 and one and been losing. Honestly, my, my thought about this is if the Gonzaga Bulldogs actually go to one of these bigger, um, places like the big 12. They're going to have enough um, recruiting, first of all. They're going to be very highly recruited, and they're going to play real competition throughout the season. I actually think it gives them a better chance to win a national championship despite having a few more losses on the resume during the season. But now they can actually like face tough competition throughout the season instead of playing the West Coast Conference the whole season. Like, I think this would help them. Yeah, I think it would help them recruiting. But I think everything you said before that was just baloney and had nothing
0: to do with any part of the conversation because it doesn't matter who they play. At the end of the day, college basketball matters once you get into the tournament. Right. Like, in, no matter where Gonzaga plays, whether they're in the Big 12, Pac-12, SEC, ACC, Big West, whatever, they would make the tournament because they already have good enough recruits. Right. And they've already been to two national championships and they've already... Been to multiple Final Fours and multiple lead dates. They've proven that everything you said was incorrect. Like they actually don't have anything to prove. Now, they a, national a national championship,
1: championship is very important to top off, like being one of the most. Okay, that's uh, fine, program. but that's not
0: how college basketball works. Yes, it's it like is. Things. That's like, okay, just hold on. Oh, it like, totally is. No, it's not. That's not how you determine if a program is legit just a national championship. You're telling me right. Baylor if they lost
1: last year they're not a legit program. No, no, I didn't say to... I didn't say legit. I'm saying it's like to be a historic program. No okay, one's That's not what we were talking about. Just hold that's on. That's what I'm I didn't talking say about.
0: they're not I didn't say they're historic. I, you said they need to play big boys. They played roast beef tech and this. That doesn't obviously matter. I was it's, exaggerating. It's college basketball. <laughs> They've been to two national championships. All this would do would get them a couple more good recruits, and all this would do is actually make a team that you hate get better and probably win a national
1: championship. In no, the next I'm. 10 years. I think that if I think the reason they don't haven't won a national championship is because they're in the West Coast Conference. They actually schedule tough teams in the. uh the non-conference schedule. And then they go through this three, four or five months stretch where they're playing really easy teams. And then they get into tournament as a one seed and play the 16 seed, an easy team. Then they play a mid-level team, like a nine seed. If they go to the big 12, they're going to be playing really hard teams. I actually think this would put them over the edge. And probably win a national championship because they'll have the recruits, they have the players, they have the coach. And then when you get seasoned throughout the year, and then all of a sudden you're playing, you know, really high level the whole season. When you play a high level team in the national championship, it's not that big of a jump. I think they, this, I think they'd win a national championship if they moved to another conference.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And and they do play really high level non conference
1: games, like really that. high level. But then it's like I feel like it's not fair that you can't like schedule some in the middle of a non conference season. Like if they could like call Duke we you know a month before the tournament go play duke it's just like they literally go from playing the hardest schedule to playing some really easy teams for three four months
0: yeah and that's that's the only issue as a program is that they literally don't you know outside of saint mary's usually they don't really have a very competitive game in byu sometimes they don't really have a very competitive game for three months and you're right that's what kind of makes it harder that's why I was, I have a couple of friends that are Gonzaga fans or went to Gonzaga and I always tell them like, you should hope they lose a game here soon. Just so it kind of sparks something like it's okay. Don't let them lose the fucking big West. Mm-hmm. What are they? In? The, the,
1: the West WAC? coast, the West coast conference, yeah. WCC. Yeah. The,
0: let them lose the WCC tournament. They're still going to make the NCAA tournament. They're probably going to play better hundred
1: percent. I, I I agree. I, I agree with that. I think you have to take some lumps throughout the season. That's what makes like a championship team. We even saw that they, team, they the play Kentucky Texas, team. Michigan State,
0: Washington, Alabama, Baylor, and Kentucky. They'll probably go four and two in that stretch, maybe even five and one, and we're all going to rank them at number one. Then they're going to go undefeated yep. the rest of the season. And then they're going to make it to the final four and have no, have had no, you know, lessons of, How to get out of a tough game at halftime, right? Over the last three months, and probably lose that game, just like it's been happening.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I think is going to happen. And they'll play. Wow, they play a really hard non-conference schedule, and they're going to do well. I mean, they will do well.
0: They might go undefeated. But but look at this. The
1: problem. The problem is they play Alabama December twelfth, seventeenth. Sorry, December seventeenth. And then they don't play anybody ranked the rest of a year until March 1st. And then they, March 1st is their last game of the season against Chicago State. Then they play their conference tournament and then they don't play a real team from December till about the third week of March.
0: Yeah. Although uh, maybe they might play a ranked team because St. Mary's might get ranked in there or some San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. like
1: I'm talking about, like, you know, they're not playing in the Big 12, they beat Texas and Baylor. Like twice a year, like that's what I mean. Those teams, yeah, they'll be there soon. I mean, they're gonna do it. Like at the end of the day, it could they're be the Pac-12 too. Like I heard, yeah. I heard the Big Twelve is just a beginning of talks, and they're looking at other conferences too. But they probably want this. Like they don't care to win these.
0: No, they want it. They want, a want it. you wants to win a national championship. So for him, he's like, take me to a big conference. If we go instead of twenty-four and two, if we go twenty and eight and make the tournament, and my my guys are ready now, and we can go win games. Yeah. And win a national championship.
1: And uh, probably get better
0: recruits. Now you might get that guy that was going to, not just that international, not just the white guy. <laughs> like, uh, they they didn't did get Jalen Suggs, but outside of that, not just Chet Holmgren and uh, Drew Timmy. Like, now you're going to go get the guy that might consider Kentucky, because
1: you're in the Big 12. Right. No, no I, I think they should go for it. I couldn't agree more. They really, will probably dominate it. Yeah, they'll do well. They really will. I yeah. I don't like them, but they'll do well. They'll definitely dominate, unfortunately.
0: uh, I guess really quick, we can get into some NBA before we finish off today because last night, Mr. Matty Ice, Matt Ryan, backup quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts, hit the game-tying shot to take the Lakers to overtime.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um... You didn't expect that, right? I mean, we were watching, it was basically, I forget who it was who got fouled on the Pelicans, missed a two free throws, and then the timeouts called 1.3 seconds left. And somehow they didn't just guard the three point line and they literally, literally let them catch it and shoot a three. Yep. I saw, like, I think it was Rob Perez tweet something about it like, how do you not guard the three point line? Were you worried about giving up a layup and losing by only one? It, it was very odd defense but that's not the point of this the point of this is Matt Ryan was working DoorDash last year and if you people wonder sometimes like can your life change really quick yeah in one year you can go from DoorDash to the NBA you probably won't if you're not good at basketball but you can do other things like DoorDash to a really good job DoorDash to being a YouTube sensation DoorDash it's just really nice to see a guy go from DoorDash to a moment like he had last night
0: yeah uh it's pretty crazy actually, because guys like that, especially like he didn't even know if he was gonna ever play basketball again professionally, maybe in his life, maybe like overseas, but he maybe it's time. Maybe some guys like that don't want to go overseas, right? They wanna just Hi. okay, fuck it. Time to get a job. I don't know. Uh you go from having no job, being doing DoorDash, and then all of a sudden you're in the NBA hitting game time shots for the Lakers to to help LeBron James go to overtime.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. And at first, I thought I saw someone like, "Oh, DoorDash," and I thought they're joking. And I mean, actually like Googled it. Was, oh, yeah, DoorDash, wow, really Matt Ryan. Yeah, DoorDash, Matt Ryan. Like, God, man, I felt so happy for him. I mean, that that's a huge, 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 huge moment in LA. Uh, there's no words I can explain what like probably what he was thinking after he made that shot.
0: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I. I don't know. It's, it's a crazy journey to have, you know, he, uh, I just wonder like, like, does there a lot of people like this, this is kind of what I'm wondering is like, he's working DoorDash. He's probably like fucking give somebody, I need somebody to give me a goddamn chance. You know, like I know I can play in the NBA and you finally get that chance. Now you can stop fucking DoorDash out of all things. And now he's in the NBA hitting three pointers and taking games to overtime. Like, there's probably a lot of people out there that are in the same boat as he is. Do you know what I mean? Like, working something like DoorDash or working at McDonald's right now, being like, dude, I'm just trying to get my one chance to make
1: it to the league. Yeah. Well, maybe not that many people, to be honest. If you make it to the league, but maybe make it in some other things. Like, I think there's a lot of people like hidden talent, like whether it's singing, uh, YouTubing, um, something really big i just i don't know how many guys, like the nba is such a small percentage of people it's really hard to go from like doordash to the nba i don't think I, I i don't think we're gonna see too many doordash to nba success stories i think we'll see maybe a handful of them or doordash to g league but like man this is like a one-off this, this is something is amazing.
0: Not sponsored by doordash what? <laughs> this episode is not sponsored by DoorDash.
1: Yeah, and out of, out of all the delivery apps, I never even used DoorDash. It's usually like, you know, Uber Eats. He was doing DoorDash. He he, he went, he knew there was less competition on that. Smart move by Matt right. Quit
0: saying their name, man. They yeah. owe us the some money now.
1: God damn. The app that delivers things that I do not want to name until they pay me. Yeah, come on, DoorDash. I'm going to say it one more time. So now, sponsor this episode. Now, if you're going to say Uber drivers to NBA players, maybe. We have like a b- bidding. I bid, know bid, bid, bidding b- bidding war now between all of yeah. them. Contact my us. Goodness.
0: Let's see, let's see who pays us first. And by
1: the way, guys, my joke.
0: It was a joke. It is not the backup quarterback of the Colts, Matt Ryan. It is a different Matt Ryan. But they both are tall, skinny
1: white guys. Different guy.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. Tall, skinny white guys. It's really they're both tall, skinny
1: white guys. It's actually pretty phenomenal how that works. I know it's 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 awesome, man. Just shout out to Matt Ryan, not the Colts one. He's he's been fine for a while, but the other God, Matt Ryan's just two different
0: paths in life. Well, yeah, one, one was the
1: was the number two
0: overall pick. That's not what I was getting to. One just got benched and his careers over, while the other just uplifted himself, got a promotion from DoorDash to the Los Angeles Lakers. They are trending in different directions.
1: Yeah, totally. Tough
0: times. Uh, I got one last topic, George. All right. Uh, this is, you ready for this one. Yeah. I wanted to talk about the NBA and Adam Silver, who said he's not going to do this, but he said it'd be interesting way to stop taking basically, which would be taking the European soccer model of bringing up two teams from the G league and demoting two teams from the NBA to the G league. Um, To stop tanking. So for those that don't know, uh, George can explain this because I don't really watch soccer, but
1: Europe does this, right? Yeah, so I'm a big fan of the English Premier League. Shout out Tottenham, my favorite team. So every year, the top three teams from the second league in Europe, or let's say you just do England called the Championship. The top three teams from the Championship basically move up to the Premier League and the bottom three teams of the Premier League move down to the Championship.
0: Plain and simple, which is a interesting concept, and they will never do it in NBA because of money and obviously different things. Like, but I mean, it's a pretty, pretty cool,
1: like, you know, like thought to do it. So let's just see the last three years who I have them or you have them already. Okay, so last year it would have been. He said two teams. So it's two teams. Okay.
0: Because anyways, in all reality, if the NBA ever did this, they would, you know, they can't do like four franchises. But like last year, the Detroit Pistons, which is a team that has multiple championships in this NBA, would be demoted.
1: And the Houston Rockets, 17 wins, would be demoted to the G League. Let's just have fun with this G League standings last year. Uh, who was in the G League last year's top two teams? It was the Raptors 905 and the Santa Cruz Warriors would have came up. See, like I can't react to that, unfortunately, because
0: I don't, I don't know, know where anybody either. on those teams. So and I I also don't know
1: Raptors, where, where is Raptors 905?
0: I don't know. But what's more interesting is, is, is to go see who would have been demoted these last few years, because you got to think about this NBA, George, like, Two years ago, a.k.a. 2020, you know who had the worst record in the
1: NBA? Worst record in the NBA two years ago. The Warriors did. We're 15 and 50. Yeah, because they had all those injuries. The year
0: before, it would have been the Golden State Warriors and either the Timberwolves or the – who had a worst record? Cleveland had a worst record. It would be the Timberwolves and the Cleveland Cavaliers. No, sorry, the Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers Cavaliers in 2020 would have been demoted to the G League. It changes every year. That's what's interesting. The year before that would have been the New York Knicks and the (laughs) Phoenix Suns. We're talking about big markets, right? Like, this is why it's crazy that Europe does this, if you think
1: about it. Like, yeah, but but the the thing with Europe, like, just for example, right, why it works really well, let's say the Premier League, for example um like the premier league has like seven teams in london this is england is the size of what texas
0: Uh
1: it's not like you can like you're going that far away it's not like you're still gonna have the teams in london you're still gonna have these big clubs everywhere
0: you also yeah i think that was the big thing it's like forget how far how close you have them in your big city still like so it's not even about distance like because you're just like, oh, there's all these little – it's the size of Texas. Who cares? Even if it was the size of America, as long as they have their each major city, like for here, there's not four teams in L.A. If there was four teams in L.A., they wouldn't care if two got to Guatemala. They still have two teams in L.A. Right? If there was right. seven in New
1: York, they'd be like,
0: whatever, one lost it this year. You're tough luck. Sucks to yeah, be a like, like team.
1: for example, Fulham came up from the uh, championship to the Premier League this year, and they're a team out of London. So that took it from like six London teams to seven London teams. So if they will go back down. You still got six teams in London. It's like whatever.
0: It was still a benefit for everybody involved. Yeah, it wouldn't work in the NBA, but no. it's an interesting concept because teams are going to tank like crazy for Victor Wimbanyama. and it's like what or do you do I about say, it? Thomas Nothing. calls him Victor. Who's your mama? Victor, who's your mama? Victor Wimbanyama. I I don't know if he was like trying to be funny when he said that or he just didn't know what to say. So he just threw that out there. He was totally
1: trying to be funny. And it was funny. I I have to, you know, say it was. Victor, who's your mama? I'm glad that the the three year old Huber gets you.
0: (laughs) Victor, who's your mama? Oh, he got him, dude. They got him.
1: I wonder that maybe should be his nickname every time Doug Victor says who's your mama. <laughs> yeah, I guess it doesn't really sound like Wembenyama but you don't think it sounds like Wembenyama who's your mama?
0: He you can write rhyme, it rhymes a little bit but oh, like, yeah it's like
1: like you know I just I don't I don't find that
0: <laughs> it's too funny.
1: It's funny now because how stupid it is. But like, yeah, yeah. It's like it, it's like. Uh, but Austin nicknames Powers aren't stuff. usually intended to be stupid, right? It's like Austin Powers, like that movie, right? Like that yes. movie's like so stupid it makes you laugh. It, it's that type of unintentional. Or what was that like. TV show? Me and you were watching. I forget the name of it, but it's on Netflix and it's like an Australian show. Like,
0: <laughs> it's like Beavis and Butthead. They're it's like Beavis stupid. and
1: Butthead. Yeah. Well. Uh
0: I will say really quick because we talked about Victor or Wimbanyama, whatever his name is. Right now the worst record in the league is the Orlando Magic. Again. one and seven. And Pay Paolo, Paolo, whatever, I never say his name, right? Paolo Banchero hmm. is playing pretty fucking good. They suck, but like he's he looks legit. If they got him and Paolo, dude, like that team could be scary.
1: Yeah. And you know who's not too far behind is the, well, the the Lakers pick goes to the Pelicans. Maybe the Pelicans lost on purpose last night to keep, get a better Lakers pick. They're four and three. Yeah. I'm kidding. Um, And then, but also the Brooklyn Nets at two and six are one game behind, bro. The worst record. Yeah. It's not going to stay like that, though. Durant and Durant and went by Miami. That's not going
0: to happen. I don't even know if they have a pick. They probably don't have their pick either. Seriously. Because they, they made stupid trades as well. All these teams making stupid trades. Tough luck, Lakers. Now I you have know. Anthony Davis, who's as fragile as a piece of glass. Good analogy. He is. I yeah. mean, like, well, <laughs> it is. Honestly, you could have maybe ended up bad and got Zion instead of having Anthony Davis. He'd be in a much better position. Although he's also fragile like a piece of glass. Or he's more like fragile like stone cracks yeah he gets cracks. he doesn't shatter yeah i don't know it's just they both get hurt a lot that's that was the point i think that's
1: all we got though perfect man um that was a lot of fun nice little change up in the way we do this uh we're gonna be doing a lot more random topics uh, upcoming so i think uh i think people are gonna enjoy this one i think so much love Thanks for listening to the
0: Sports Untapped podcast, and uh, as always, two brothers. I'm Sammy, and I'm George. And thanks you know for what we stopping like to by. Say. Oh, I was gonna ask you. You know what we like to say, George, so they can hear you. Thanks for stopping by, and hopefully, uh will get your microphone fixed. Well, I'll help you out. All right. A little quiet. <laughs>